Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show with Score Morning Show co-host Molly from the Molly and Haw Show, Bears long snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley, and legendary Bears center Olin Krutz on Sports Radio 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Oh yes, indeed, it is the pregame show. I'm Mike Mulligan. We've got Olin Krutz, for God's sake. He's on the Hall of Fame ballot. We'll have to ask him about that. We've got Patrick Manley, longest-serving Bear in history. And, uh, gentlemen, we've got Justin Fields. This is Justin Fields' day. So begins a new era in Bears football with the first start for the rookie. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. It's a big day, man. I'm excited to see what uh, Matt Nagy put together for Justin Fields with a week of practice. I think – you know, we'll see if, if he changes his scheme at all or he forces him into kind of the Andy Dalton offense. I'm just looking forward to see what, they, what they've what they come up this week and see what, uh, what Justin Fields can do and how much maybe he could improve from last week. The other thing, guys, about going back and watching that tape um, of Justin Fields, when you first watched the game, I was a little disappointed in some things he did. I was like, oh, man, he didn't look too good. Too good. Then you go back and watch the tape and you study it, and there's things he just missed. You know, the, the mm-hmm. throw to Allen Robinson, the throw to Mooney, uh, the Cole Komet pass that was pass interference, which was a bunch of bull. You know, things like that. The uh, quarterback um, the quarterback keep that he could have walked in the end zone if Jimmy Graham blocks his guy. You know, if, if those plays happen for him, you say that's a heck of a game. So I think there's a lot of things we saw with Justin Fields last week that, that excites me for this week to see what he can do. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, you know, Chicago is excited. I know you guys are excited because uh, we've been here a long time watching a lot of quarterbacks I think, you know, personally snapped to just under 20 of them. So hoping that this kid (laughs) is the guy. Everybody's hoping he develops into a franchise quarterback, which the Bears need because that's the only way they get out of this black hole they are in on offense right now uh, where they barely put the ball in the end zone. They need uh, to hit on this quarterback, the second quarterback that Ryan Pace has drafted in the first round of the draft. So, it's time for them to develop somebody to get this kid going. We don't expect him to be great 
immediately. We expect him to go through growing pains to make mistakes. But obviously, Chicago is just excited to see a young guy at quarterback because we all knew that Andy Dalton was not going to bring the city of Chicago a Super Bowl ring. And, and yet, Andy Dalton keeps being mentioned, Olin. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is uh, this is not a tryout. This is not a guy taking over the team. Andy Dalton's a starter when he's healthy. He's just not yeah. healthy. Yeah, well, we're n- we're n- nobody's buying that. It sounds good. Uh, obviously, <laughs> you don't want to hurt. You know, out of respect, I'm sure Coach Nagy has a ton of respect, and I'm sure everybody in that building does for Andy Dalton and the career that he has had. But it just seems like it's Justin Fields' time. Uh, it's time to see what he can do, how he can develop, and really – uh, is Coach Nagy the guy for him? Is Bill Lazor? Is John DeFilippo? Is Henry Burris? Is Herman? Is the 3,000 quarterback coaches they have up at Hallis Hall, do they fit well with, with this quarterback, with this young kid that, that everybody's dying to see uh, be the guy it looks like Pat, that he has the talent, uh, that, he, that he can move around? Like you said, when you watch the film closely, he does make throws. Uh, yesterday, uh, last week, against the Bengals when they did jump off sides and he pointed out the blitz. You could hear on the TV copy Sam Mustafer calling for the line to slide left. Justin Fields walks up and says, no, the blitz is coming from our right. Change the, change the protection. And it was a great call. It's the kind of things you want to see from a young kid at quarterback. It means he's developing. It means he is paying attention in practice. But, of course, I think he went back to the Ohio, Ohio State cadence and slapped his hands and said go so he's got to get through those kind of growing pains where he is excited but those are the kind of things you want to see from him yeah and Olin you were talking about us as fans excited to watch Justin Fields I think the players on the team are just as excited as we are you know obviously they see it in practice all the time and you hear these quotes they talk about how he handles himself in the the meetings how he handles himself and how and Hallis Hall how he's such a leader he's a cool guy all that kind of stuff I think the players are just as excited as we are which which gets, uh, I think, you know, today when they come out and they know Justin Fields is under center, they might have a little extra juice. So I, it's, I'm excited, and it's obviously the uh, the fans are excited, but it's just really neat to see the his teammates talk the way they do about him. Yeah, look, man, we deserve it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Agreed. It's How about been this? A while. My daughter had, I am tired my, my of watching bad quarterbacks. <laughs> my daughter had five friends over yesterday, uh, last night. All they wanted to do was ask me about Justin man, Fields. Man, she had more friends it's than I had my whole life. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh you know it's great to kind of get this stuff out all and if you want to open up and talk man to i tell you well, i need a couch in here adam's over here talking about his post nasal drip i say hey bro i already have four daughters i don't need that in the morning when i get to, to the score studios <laughs> all right, listen, as much as we talk about Justin Fields, and listen, that's the story. We all understand the headline. But could you make the argument that it might be a bigger week for Matt Nagy, that it's not as much about Justin Fields, even though it's all about him, but how does the play caller deploy him? How do you get the best out of Justin Fields? I'm not sure we saw that a week ago when he came in. I mean, I consider myself at my age a level-headed guy, but if Nagy keeps him in the pocket, I might show up at Hallis Hall uh, tomorrow morning, and that security is not going to be enough. I'm telling you right now, they better put more guys out front. I know the Bears' security. They cast, and look, Coach Nagy, we, we, <laughs> I think we said this on the morning show this week, Molly, that 
out of, we checked like out of his last 28 games that when he called plays, when if you take out when Laser was calling plays, they're averaging under 18 points a game. And if you, I think if you went all the way back, and I'd have to check the numbers on even this, but if you went back to week 14, his first year of 2018, I think they're still under 18 points a game. So like you said, and, and we, I, we've talked about many a times, it's not only Fields is here and we, we all want to see him. We all have a really like, – we're all really, really watching this offensive coaching staff because we don't know if these guys are qualified to run an NFL offense. They have not proven that to us yet. Coach Nagy, it starts with him. But we'll go down the list again. Bill Lazor was fired and out of the NFL. He was at Penn State. John Filippo has been fired the last two places he has been as an offensive coordinator. And fired, I mean, one midseason and one right after the year. I know every coach gets fired, but these guys have been let go from their jobs in season because they wouldn't run the ball and they couldn't score points. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you. Juan Castillo was fired and out of the league. He was an analyst at Michigan. If you are a good football coach, you are not out of a job, Pat. And and like Molly just said, Clancy Barone was out of the league for a year, the tight end coach, before they hired him. Like Molly just said, this offensive staff has a lot more to prove than Justin Fields right now. Well, I'll tell you what I would like to see. If you go watch the Cleveland Browns offense, I would love to see Justin Fields run that thing. Kevin Stefanski right. and Alex Van Pelt got him running it well with the boot action, you know, moving the pocket. He's, what, completing over 80% of his passes. Um, I'm with you, Olin. I'll, I'll, I'll ride in your car with you if we go to the gate and we see him in the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in hey, the I'm pocket. I'm old now, so I'm you sure might have to help, we can recruit Pat. a lot of people. Hey, listen, when I start losing the fight, don't be shocked. I'm, I'm a little older now. <laughs> Well, I'm sure we can get a lot of people. Maybe we can get a bus up to show up up there. No, but I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, this offense the Browns run is what I would like to see um, uh, Justin Fields and Matt Nagy run. So it'll, it'll, this is going to be interesting to see what he does run, and I just hope he's not hard-headed and gives Justin Fields the best chance to, to you know, to play to his ability. Yeah, and, you know, Molly, I'm going to jump in real fast here. Pat mentioned, too, uh, Stefanski, who obviously learned under uh, Gary Kubiak, that outside zone scheme up there in Minnesota. Uh, he runs a lot of those concepts up there in Cleveland. And he mentioned Van Pelt, the quarterback coach. But then if you go and, and open up their coaching staff, you got Stump <laughs> Mitchell, a very, very well-respected running back coach. He is their run game coordinator. And you got Bill Callahan, legendary offensive line coach. Guy is one of the most respected minds in the NFL as far as run scheme, making adjustments, attacking the defense where they're weak, using misdirection. So you screw up the linebackers' keys. They can't just come downhill. Anyway, what I'm saying is when you watch an offense like you watch with the Cleveland Browns, I don't know, uh, Pat, did you see they ran a flea flicker tight end screen? I don't know if I've ever yeah. seen something like that before. No. So, no. so what I'm saying is the, if you're a linebacker and you, you, you see run, you run downhill, they flea flicker, you sprint back. Now they're running tight end screen. The rest of the game, you're wondering, what the hell do I read? Now, all I'm saying is these guys are fun to watch. You understand how many good offensive minds they have in that building. And you said it, I believe um, Stefanski, I talked to a scout this week who said it's a perfect match of scheme, coach, and, uh, and quarterback. And I think Peyton, uh, excuse me, uh, Pey- Baker Mayfield is 81 point something percent. He's almost 82% completion percentage right now, which is absolutely unbelievable. But they're not making him do a lot of things that aren't there for him. And they're using the running game as an unbelievably effective weapon. So you've got a real step up in class for your defensive line as much as they 
created a lot of turnovers and got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. That's a real challenge against this group. It is, and Eddie Jackson talked about it too, Olin. You were talking about the keys. Make sure you read your keys and trust your keys. That's going to be a big part of this game is the, the defensive backs trusting their keys with that play-action run game, not getting caught again like they did the in the Rams game, and hopefully they corrected that. But this is a real tough test for me on the back end for the guys. And then now with Tayshawn Gibson out, that's going to hurt him even more. So these guys really got to key on their keys. That's what Eddie Jackson said that 100 times this week in his, in his press conference. So let's hope they do that and then – the other thing for the guys in the back end is the front end has to play well to help them, you know, to, so they can maybe shorten up those 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 routes and then the timing for Baker Mayfield back there. So that that's another key as well. Mm-hmm. And, and when you turn the film on, the frustrating thing is when you watch Cleveland, and you know we don't want to act like they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But when you watch them, we're yelling about, uh, you know, maybe we should see Fields out of the pocket a little more. And you talk mm-hmm. about how efficient. Baker Mayfield is and his completion percentage and all those things. And all you see is Baker Mayfield booting outside the pocket, right? Because yeah. that's what they're doing. They're getting him outside. They're giving him level reads, trying to make it easier on him. And that doesn't mean you can do that the whole game. They also go empty. They go what the Bears love to do, scat protection. But that, I mean, it's just a five lineman blocking. Everybody else is out. Mike March used to call that Star Wars, right, Pat? Oh, Olin. Yeah. Oh, Mike is oh, coming. Yeah. I can't wait to go Star Wars. Oh, good. Jay Cutler's going to die. That's all right. But um, look, <laughs> yes, we, <laughs> hey, look, we're going to give, give 55 seconds in the first half versus the Giants, but go ahead, do your thing. Um, this, this is what we want, but their concepts, what they use to keep Baker Mayfield because he is, he will prone to make mistakes, right? And the defense, if you talk about the hardest thing to do, I think a lot of times is when you win a big game like the Bears did last week, and I use one play as an example, um, you have to take a look at, even on your good plays, what, what could have happened because the NFL is always 50-50. Guy can make a play or you can make a play. T. Higgins comes across the middle. Eddie Jackson comes downhill, causes a fumble, right, gets the ball out. If you watch that film closely and slow it down, if he doesn't get the ball out, T. Higgins breaks that tackle, and there's no one there to tackle him. He's gone. So, so as a coach, you know, I hope Sean Desai, uh, you know, Townsend, whoever the coach is in the secondary there, grabs Eddie and says, Eddie, great play. But, man, you got to wrap up. We've been talking about this for three weeks now. you got to get this guy on the ground. If you don't cause this fumble, it sure looks like T. Higgins breaks his tackle and he's gone. i, I got to ask you. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pat. No, Oh, just real quick. The same thing when Eddie Jackson sh- uh, shot in there and made the, the tackle for loss. If he, mm-hmm. doesn't ra- he didn't wrap up, that mm-hmm. could have been a broken tackle and been a first down. Those are, those are things you're talking about that you have to make sure you're coaching up those points because those are two great plays. But it's a should have, could have, you know, whatever happened if they didn't, if he didn't, you know, didn't do his job, you know, as well as he did. Mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson had an unbelievable game, and there was a ball thrown down the sideline that went out of bounds. If that don't doesn't go out of bounds, I mean that that would have been another one of those big gash mm-hmm. plays. But, but and then and Mully, there was the third and four, right, where it was Roquan yeah. and Jalen, and they ran yeah. a, like a pick route, and they let yeah. the guy down the sideline go, and and yeah. a Burrow, Burrow, who didn't have a good game, didn't see it, right, so. There's things like that, like what you guys are saying with communication and being on the same page and reading their keys. They have to today make sure they looked at that film with clear eyes last week after a big win, after they played great, after they caused four takeaways, and say, okay, we caused four takeaways, but make sure we're correcting these little mistakes in there. And we'll see this week if they if they fell into, oh, man, we played great and, and we've arrived, or if they have the leadership are in that room, the Khalil Max, the Eddie Jacksons, the Roquan Smiths, the Akeem Hicks, to say, guys, we are not where we need to be yet, 
And here is where here's the little details on this player. Pat can speak to this too. Sometimes the hardest thing is when you're playing well to get guys to really concentrate on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And that's that's the one thing, you know. I, Molly, I'd like to know who are, who are the leaders of this team? You know what I mean? Who are the ones that we talked a little bit about last week are the ones that are going to be doing that? Because I don't know if there really is that. I'm not sure who, who is doing that, but they definitely need to do that. And Olin, you were obviously one of those guys during practice on Wednesday and Thursday, even after a big win, you would be a, 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 a I was about to cuss there, be a jerk to some of the guys just to make sure that they were doing the right things. And it's that that needs to be done. You still got to cuss some of these guys out, even when things are going well, to make sure they're, you know, they are doing the right thing when things are going well. Yeah, you almost have to walk in and convince yourself you lost and yeah. convince yourself you played terrible. And it starts with, the you know, we talk about leadership and being on guys. Really for leadership, it starts with you. It starts with you. Uh, you make a point to be there early and earlier in the weight room than you usually are after a win, right? You're, you're really concentrating in practice. Uh, no one likes to fool around more than me, Pat. You know, know that at practice mm-hmm. walkthroughs and, and things like that. Well, you change that a little bit just so everybody kind of focuses in. And, and that's mm-hmm. really, you know, Justin Fields obviously is number one today uh, for me to watch and, and see his development. Uh, but number two is really uh, this defense because um, – Everybody's been talking about all week. We all know how you're going to win this year, right? Takeaways got to be up. The 2018 formula's got to come back. 38 takeaways plus 12 the end of the year. But look, you have to be ready. You have to – are they paying attention to details in the defensive side is who we're talking about. And that's who you watch because you're like, man, yeah, you guys played great. Congratulations. You have all the money. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's uh, it's a real dilemma, and we're going to come back and talk about how you deploy a rookie quarterback. You know, you mentioned the kind of the RPO game and etc. I think we a lot of people have been frustrated with Matt Nagy because of what happened with Mitchell Trubisky, and obviously this is a totally different player, but arguably a better player who could do some of the things better if you put him in the same kind of position that you eventually did a little bit with Trubisky. So we'll talk about the RPOs. We'll talk about uh, just different offensive ideas. Hell, run a single wing. I think that would be better. Oh, I should run that in, to... in Little League, a model, man. <laughs> I ran that to death. I ran power nine times in a row, even when it didn't work. You, Olin, you really ought to go up there and t- explain a few things to these guys. Uh, <laughs> one I don't way like or to another. admit this, but they probably know more than me. <laughs> I doubt it. All right, we're going to be right back with the uh, the pregame show. It's Olin and Patrick, and it's presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. No matter what happens, I know I'm, I'm meant for this. I'm meant to be here. My path here has been crazy. When I was younger, I never thought I, I'd be in this position. So um, I'm here for a reason, and um, I, I definitely think I, that I can play better. And um, I, I just think that this is the beginning. So um, I'm, I'm definitely excited for the future and then excited to get back to practice on Monday, Tuesday. That's Justin Fields. This is the pregame show. We've got the great Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, and it's presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. And uh, and we asked the question going to break. So, okay, great. Now you got him. It's Justin Fields Day. Woohoo! What do you do with him? How do you best use him? How do you move the pocket? What are the RPOs? How do you attack the edge? What do you do? What do you do as a player when you're playing with a guy like this who's got this, this unbelievable ability to sort of um, to take off on his own and do some things that maybe weren't expected? I, I think early on uh, you get him moving around a lot. It doesn't mean you do it the whole game. But, but I think you at some point you have to get him to feel a little contact. That, that way he forgets about uh, all the things he thinks he's thinking about and he just plays ball. You know, I used to always think to myself – uh, when I was playing, Pat, that I just wanted to run around and, and hit somebody as hard as I could or get myself hit as hard as possible just so just so I'd relax a little bit and just play my game. So I think you you design maybe a quarterback run, a quarterback power in there, uh, have Montgomery or Williams uh, lead for him, uh, get him out there running around, moving around, and then give him a few play action, easy dump-off passes, maybe Cole Komet in the flat or slip Mooney out. They like to slip Mooney out, bring him back across the formation uh, on those jet sweeps. Uh, slip him out real quick. Just give him something easy out there. Uh, get him a read that he that he can just dump it down, a two- or three-yard pass. Uh, get it in his playmaker's hands and let them make plays. And if you are going to sit him in the pocket like Coach Nagy likes to do because let's just go with Coach Nagy's offense and, and what he likes to do, and you're going to go scat protection. Uh, get Allen Robinson a little little you know five-yard route inside in the slot and just give them, let them throw it to their best receiver so the guy can make plays and, and body people off, and, and it's not, he's not in trouble to throw an interception early. Well, that's, that's the answer there, Molly. That's the game plan. See, Olin, you should have showed up to Alice all this week early and gave him the game plan. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I, I, just, I, I think you're, you're right. I think you got to get him confident early with those easy, easy, easy passes. I think a couple of max protection plays just to kind of get him comfortable in the pocket early would be helpful. Uh, some more bootlegs, and then I love him, uh, just the running lanes he's able to offer uh, Montgomery when they have the uh, the zone reads. He's holding that D in. I mean, that, that thing is holding him way out there because they're scared he's going to pull it. I think that's going to help the run game quite a bit. It did last week when he got in there, and I think that's something that uh, it'll be fun to watch him and Miles Garrett and uh, Jadavion Clowney on some of those plays if they run those just to see those guys one-on-one and, and how well Justin Fields can go against those those two great players. Mm-hmm. I, we talked to um, Joe Montana earlier in the week. Mm. Joe is 65 years old now. He's doing work with Guinness, so I, I was more interested in the Guinness than in Joe. <laughs> but we That's not true. But we did ask him what would be the advice for a young quarterback making his first start. He, he didn't hesitate. He said patience. 
that that it's what you're saying, Olin. When you would get out on the field, you'd have that burst of uh, of, of of kind of energy. You'd 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 be all pumped up, and you'd want to get going. Is it going to be easy to kind of reel him in to keep him? I mean, the kid is amazing the way he's handled everything. But when that adrenaline gets flowing, you know, you might want to run him just to get some of that out, just to get mm-hmm. him feeling like he's comfortable in the game, and and then hope that you wait for that moment before you try to force it. Yeah, and it seems like he's that kind of quarterback, right? His success uh, is a big part of it. Is you know, we see Josh Allen in Buffalo, uh, we see Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. A big part of it is going to be, I would imagine, quarterback runs and, and him using his feet. And when I say quarterback runs, I mean designed runs, where you actually design plays. And we'll see if Coach Nagy and his staff up there can design things for him to get him open and take advantage of the defense because one of the hardest things for a defense to stop is a running quarterback. So uh, get him on the move a little more. Obviously, we've seen last week, Manley mentioned him. He can throw the deep ball, right? Mooney, right off his fingertips. Allen Robinson, that that was an amazing pass. That was right in the breadbasket. You expect Allen Robinson to come up, come up with that uh, more times than not. And he is. He is going to be as great as they, they say, I'm relaxed. I'm meant for this. Uh, this is not too big for me. Uh, they forget snap counts out there. And if you really listen to the TV copy, uh, he is not doing the Chicago Bears snap count at Soldier Field. So th- some of those false starts were on him, and, and I'm sure he knows that. And I'm sure his teammates know that, and they don't, they don't say anything, but uh, everybody knows that they just, they just got to get together, know that he's going to make mistakes. Uh, we all do as rookies, but I don't want a guy, guys, I don't want a guy who's not overly excited. I want a guy who's too excited, who makes mistakes because he's excited. Because you know what that tells me? That tells me he cares. That tells me that being great uh, means something to him. So I want to see that guy a little overexcited today. He may make a few mistakes, but that's what you want out of him. You want him so damn excited to play, you can correct that. And that's why it goes to the other guys uh, who, who is the staff, who is the offensive staff, to help him with that stuff. That's why they're getting paid all that money. That's why they make millions of dollars as coaches also. So they got to recognize that that's going to happen. And what do we design? How do we help him so we can flow him into the game and he can play his best football? Yeah, and I, you know, I expect mistakes. We're going to see those. We saw them last week. I think we'll see an improvement from last week to this week. But, you know, he's going to be playing more, a couple more extra series. So these, these mistakes are going to happen. But what I love, guys, Last week was seeing him be able to get out of the pocket, make guys miss, get a first down. Obviously, that last third and nine to get the first down. We haven't seen that here in years. I seem like It seems like every time I'm watching football on Sunday and watching these other games, all these other quarterbacks are doing that, and I've been waiting to see that. So, you know, I expect to see a lot of that, and that's going to help him overcome his mistakes because he is going to be one of the best athletes, if not the best athlete on the field. And uh, – so he's going to make those mistakes, like I said, but I think that athletic ability will help him overcome a few of them, and he'll scramble and get some first downs for us. Yeah, and, and when you when you watch last week's game, that's part of, part of why you worry, right, Molly? Because you're watching at the end, and, and we all have, we all go through this, anybody who's played football, your offense installs what's called a four-minute offense, and that's you're holding on to the lead, right? You're holding on to the lead, you're trying to run the clock out, and they do it, right? Uh, Justin Fields, like Pat just said, makes a great play. I think he broke. Uh, the tackle from Trey Hendrickson or, or one of the defensive ends runs nine yards, and then the offensive line in Montgomery uh, get the next first down, end the game. And that's your four-minute offense. But what the hell were they doing before that? And, and what were the play calls? Why were you in three wide receivers? Why did you throw the ball on that down and he get the interception? Why? And I know he has to learn from that, and it's good to put him in those situations. But I would have two or three. You have all these tight ends on your roster and a tight end 
who you paid all this money to, put them on the field, put your big bodies on the field. You got Montgomery, uh, run the ball there. If you're going to have him throw the ball, again, boot him out of the pocket. Make the throw easy. Why sit him in the pocket to give him blitz zero and then drop their linebacker into the zone that he threw his hot route in all through preseason. They knew what he was going to do. You put him in that situation. It almost makes me want to ask Coach Nagy, did you want him to make that mistake? Did you want to see wow. him go through that? Did, did you put him in that position so he would make that mistake? Um, that was infuriating, frankly. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. I mean, I, I, you know, I get the metrics of the situation, and if you can convert a first down, you basically have won the game. But I didn't understand what, if it was a risk-reward thing. I mean, it just seemed if you run – you make them burn their time out. You punt. You got a ten-point lead. They got to come all the way down the field. Instead, you give them the ball at the seven, and they they score a, a touchdown. And now, now what? Now you you need that play that the kid made. So I and every time he's asked, every time the coach is asked, why are you, why did you do that? Why did you go for a fourth and four uh, the second time, if if not the first time in the opener? And he's his his whole mantra is stay aggressive, stay aggressive. We want to stay aggressive. That's fine, but also like kind of stay sensible a little bit, mm-hmm. right? I mean, don't don't give away points, value points since you can't score them. It's this weird balance with the Bears where they're desperate to score more points, more points the the uh, the, the play caller, and yet he's willing to do anything to lose points to try to score points. It's just weird. I got a question. So the fourth and one where Justin Fields does not get the first down, would you have kicked the field goal? Or do you go back there and, and go for it again? If you look at the it's, metrics it's a- and you can find these uh, things, there's a really good account online that does all the uh, – there's several of them that do all the fourth down stuff. It's, believe it or not, a coin flip as to whether you would kick it there or go for it there. And, huh. and I think that that's great. It's just he's always kind of – if there's a coin flip, let's go. And there's some that say you should get rid of the ball and he's going to go. It, it's it, it, they're zero for five on fourth downs. Now yeah. I don't know if that matters, but you know the immortal words of "Can we block them?" always jump out to you. It's not, <laughs> you know it's great to have a fun play, and now we're going to put this guy here. But could we actually get that push forward, coach? Oh man, Tr- trust me, Molly. I, I know exactly how you feel. I don't know. I think we were in Atlanta one year. And we were a fourth and one on the goal line. And I told Lovey, I said, we cannot. We can-. He said, we're going to go for it. I said, our offensive line cannot block <laughs> these guys up front. <laughs> we, I, mean, we, I mean, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to block my guy. But I'm going to tell you right now, the guys around me, some of them might lose over here on the Atlanta <laughs> one-yard line. I'm just letting you know. This is my opinion. I think we take the three points here and we got stuff. But um, I, I don't want to go through the whole play and tell you who it was and who it wasn't. And, uh, some guy got somebody got traded, and everybody thinks he's the most amazing player in the world. But there's a reason he got traded. But anyway, we won't get into all of that. Look, uh, the, first of all, in that fourth and one, uh, somebody got to grab Justin Fields and teach him how to do a quarterback sneak. You know, you're yep. 240 pounds. You get your shoulder low. Uh, you stick it into the center and the guard's butt, and you drive your legs forward. You don't hop to the left. But look, again, we talk about Justin Fields in college. Uh, how many quarterback sneaks do you think he's ran? 
under center. Did, yeah, didn't need any. They didn't need he, any. he never <laughs> operated under center. And he, no. Yeah. Yeah. So did anybody, when I go to the building, because you guys keep inviting me there, I have to ask somebody, <laughs> did anybody coach this kid on how to run a quarterback sneak? Or did anybody ask themselves when we're asking him to run a fourth and one quarterback sneak, how many quarterback sneaks has he actually ran in games? Has anybody in this room making all this money, all you geniuses, did you guys ask that question? Because somebody should. Somebody should ask that question before we run him on a quarterback sneak on fourth and one. Hey, he ran shotgun his whole life. Has he run a quarterback sneak from under center? Oh, probably not. See, I just talk to myself half the time because these guys don't talk back to me. But what I'm saying is (laughs) if you talk about Coach Nagy, look, there's another guy who did that, right? And this came from Coach Nagy's friend, Doug Peterson, would always go for it, wouldn't he? That's why they won the Super Bowl. Uh, That was his mantra, Uh, uh, you know, always take the risk. Well, he's got out of a job a couple years later because that stuff stopped working. So you have to go with momentum. It's a momentum game. Is this working for us right now? We are 0-5. Why don't we try to punt it here, put our defense on the field who is dominating these guys, and get us good field position? It's great stuff. I'm a believer in that. I mean, that's that's just kind of my philosophy. You know, the fourth and one, it's a 48-yard field goal. you got Cairo Santos, who has, what, 29 in a row now? I think you go with that guy and say, all right, let's go up two scores. We're up 10 nothing to start this game. Like you said, Olin, defense is playing pretty darn well. I think that just gives you you know, that much more of an advantage and kind of changes the way the game's called and played for the rest of the game. So I'm, I'm, I'm more of that guy. Take the points. Take the, uh, you know, get, to, get up two scores and go from there. But you know, 0, 0 for 5 now, right? So I think yeah. the percentages are they're going to get the next one. They can't go 0 for 6, can they? <laughs> <laughs> Stay aggressive. Is that what you're saying, Pat? I guess. I don't know. I'd rather take take the field goal. You know me. I want to go out there and, 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 and as a snapper, get some plays in the game. (laughs) Great stuff. (laughs) All right. We're going to bring in uh, Daryl Reuter. He's uh, covering the Browns. He'll give us some uh, scouting report on, on what's going on with the Browns. They're obviously doing some good things. They got OBJ back today. We'll talk about that a little bit. And they, um, they haven't quite, clicked on defense which is a good sign maybe for the Bears but certainly a tough uh, place to go we'll talk about the Browns next you're listening to the pregame show it's Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley here presented by Bet Rivers official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears download the Bet Rivers app today I think they're uh, for lack of a better word stacked you know, the, the, they're, they're loaded up front uh, their whole line is aggressive and physical their running backs run uh, angrily, uh, they're physical backs, downhill backs that can make you miss in space. Uh, the quarterback is playing at a really high level. He can extend plays. Uh, he's got a cannon for an arm, uh, and they've got the receivers out there that will go make plays as well on, on the ball. So, uh, and the tight ends, you know, are some of their top targets uh, in the past game who are fast and have a big catch radiuses. So. Uh, all of those are the challenges that we're going to have to uh, rise up to uh, to, to uh, play a good uh, brand of football. Yes, indeed. That was Sean Desai. He is the Bears defensive coordinator, and he knows that his work is cut out for him. And you're listening to the pregame show. We've got Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, and uh, it's presented by Bet Rivers Official Sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. And, uh, hey, Mully, that, that was Sean Desai? That was Sean Desai. 
I tell you what, man. I don't. I mean, he's supposed to be some in, really intelligent guy. That wasn't very good speaking by him. So I don't feel so bad anymore, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, oh, we'll play, uh, uh, well, we'll play uh, some more for you, old, and you'll well, feel great. Uh, I thought he was uh, supposed to be a genius, Pat. I got to go work <laughs> with him on his speaking. <laughs> Oh, you're uh, as long as he as long as he can deal with the defense and get the defense motivated and and, and play oh, like what a bailout by you, Manly. I know, I know. Yeah, I just want him. I'm trying to get try on to his side. Try to be not politically correct he, all morning, okay, Pat? <laughs> oh, he bounced back though. You got to give him credit from week one to week two. And what oh, the all by did. himself, he bounced back all by himself. He's got eighty well, he million the, dollars on the D line. Congratulations, bro. He, he's the leader of the defense, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got to we uh, got to well, get uh, we got to get to uh, a guest, guys. We got to find uh, out. Hopefully, he's well spoken. Oh, great. You never want Ole coming after you for God's sake. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I'm going to be minding my P's and Q's. Let's get out to the score. Let's get out to the uh, the score guest line. Guests on the score are presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And there we find Daryl Ryder. He is with 92.3, the fan in Cleveland, and, of course, uh, covering the Browns. Daryl, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's just say, first of all, Cleveland rocks and get that out of the way because I know it's coming. Um, you know, we love Cleveland, and we love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the building is right there. Um, they haven't played great football yet this year, but everybody likes them as a team, and they're certainly favored by a touchdown over the Bears. Is the quarterback healthy? Yeah, well, I don't know. the health is a relative term. Baker Mayfield will play. Uh, how much that left shoulder will be barking today remains to be seen. It'll be a tough task. Uh, one of the goals, they got to keep him without getting touched, and that's tough to do when you've got guys like Khalil Mack uh, on the other side of the football. But I don't expect that Baker Mayfield's going to be taking seven to ten step drops and ripping it 50 yards down the field to Odell Beckham Jr. That's just not the type of offense you'll see the Browns run today. Daryl, let's let's continue on the uh, the health question. I know the O line, at least on the injury reports, banged up a little bit with J.C. Uh, Treader and um, Will's the the tackle. Uh, how's the overall health of the team? Is there any guys that are possibly going to be missed? And then, how much playing time do you expect Odell Beckham Jr. to have coming off his injury? Well, uh, J.C. Treader, there, there's nothing really to worry about there. I call it the Joe Thomas retirement plan, where the guy you don't have to practice during the week until you get to Friday. Um, and, and that's what they're doing with Treader. So he, he, he's fine. He'll play. Uh, Jed Wills, the, the ankle uh, has been bothering him. He tried to play on it last week. He got into the third quarter before he had to be replaced by Blake Hance. He, he said on Friday he's feeling better. It, it doesn't feel as bad as it did a week ago. So he's confident he's going to be able to actually play all four quarters today. Uh, that remains to, to, to be seen there. So if Wills does go out, Blake Hans will be the guy that will likely uh, step in. As far as Odell goes, look, if he's available, uh, he, he's going to play the, the package that they have in the game plan for him, whether that's 10, 15, 20, 30 plays, whatever that number is going in, the expectation is he is going to be able to play that volume of snaps that have been predetermined. So I don't know that he's going to be out there for every snap, but they held him back in Kansas City. They sat him out for Houston, wanted to give him a couple extra weeks to make sure that that knee, that he had uh, the ACL surgery on back in November. 
We're ten and we're what ten and a half months from that. Uh, typically, they say that's an eleven to twelve month process to get back. So he's ahead of schedule returning. But yeah, I, you'll, you're going to see Odell Beckham Jr. I think uh, quite a bit this afternoon. Hey, Daryl, I think anybody who turns on the Cleveland Browns film, and we talked about a little earlier this morning, uh, comes away impressed with their scheme and their concepts on offense. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how Stefanski feels about uh, guys like Stump Mitchell, uh, Bill Callahan, even their assistant offensive line coach, uh, Scott Peters, who's developed his own uh, style of blocking people. Do they talk about there about how strong their offensive staff is and how much he leans on these guys? Oh, he, he leans on them tremendously. I mean, the Browns arguably have one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League last season. And then uh, once again this year, when you look at, you know, like pro football focus who grades out everything, they, they get out, outstanding grades. Bill Callahan's instrumental. You look at the Browns' run game run by Stump Mitchell. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are extremely uh, productive. Not only can they run the football, they can catch it. I mean, look, Chubb's rushed for a touchdown in eight straight games. He's looking to make it nine straight today. This is very tight and heavy and dependent offense, not only from blocking, but also being productive in the pass game. Uh, they move these receivers around. You talk about the concepts that they run. Um, you know, they, they, there's more substance what the Browns do is then it is just about style and what I mean by that is you'll see a lot of teams they do a lot of pre-snap motion and shifting and this that and the other and the Browns do some of that but it really doesn't do anything whereas when the Browns do those type of things there's there are reasons behind it more than just hey we're trying to get the defense to pay attention to what we're doing or or make a last second adjustment and panic or, or whatnot there's an actual method to the madness. So I, 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 it's part of the reason why the Browns won 11 games last year and, and advanced in the postseason, and Kevin Stefanski was the coach of the year because he just had such an outstanding staff around him. The Browns obviously have a pretty good defense, even though it hasn't really gotten together, hasn't gelled together. I think one of the issues that, that I see is just people look at the ends, and, they and you know, Miles Garrett's an unbelievable player, and Genevieve Clowney also a number one overall draft pick, but a guy that's traveled around a bit and is more of a – I mean, he's a physical enough player, don't get me wrong, but he's not the pass rusher that the other guy is, and yet we see them as kind of the same player – from a distance here. How different are those two guys and, and where is the defense at in terms of, of all the new guys kind of gelling together? Well, they're, they're searching for themselves. That That's clear. Uh, Miles Garrett really made that <laughs> very apparent when we spoke to him on Friday. He expressed some frustration that, hey, I'm getting chipped. I'm getting double and triple teamed and no one around me can make a play. Come on guys. You know, <laughs> if I'm going to be the focus of attention and if I can't get after the quarterback, somebody around me, please, anybody take a number and make a play. That's what he was saying on Friday. But then he he said, listen, this is what happens when you have all these new bodies, you know, Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator, he's still trying to figure out who can do what and what positions he needs to put them in and where he needs to line them up. And, look, I, I, I think that this defense is, uh, is 
better than how they've played in the first two games. Let's be honest about it. They had Patrick Mahomes in week one. Nobody stops Patrick Mahomes, really. So I don't think you can judge what you've seen just based on one game uh, or a half of football against uh, Tyrod uh, Taylor. They want to be aggressive with Justin Fields making his first uh, start today. Uh, they want to get after him, keep him hemmed in the in the pocket, make sure that he's not able to beat them with his legs. Um, but yeah, I, I just I think it's too early to paint with a broad brush where this Browns defense is because, as I have said here locally, it took the offense last year under Kevin Stefanski until the after the bye week for them to really get in a rhythm and find themselves. And I think the same thing applies with the defense. It's going to take a couple of weeks here for them to really find themselves and figure out what they do and how they can free up Miles or how they can free up Jadavian Clowney or those guys in the secondary like John Johnson the third, Denzel Ward, who was here already, uh, to really uh, position those guys to make those impact plays because that has been something that has been missing the first two weeks. No turnovers created by the defense. Uh, they're among the worst in getting off the field at third down, 61% of, of uh, conversion rate for opponents. Opposing quarterbacks are completing nearly 70% of their passes against them. So it is a work in progress. Darrell, one thing I went back and looked at is the uh, blitz percentage of Joe Woods' defense last year. I think he blitzed like 21% of the time, which was third lowest in uh, the NFL last year. I think right now he's blitzing at like 23%. And one thing that worries me is – Justin Fields trying to read the blitz, you know, get the protection right. Mm -hmm. You know, you talked about getting after him. Is it something more they're going to just scheme up front with the four guys to get after him? Or do you expect maybe this game, because they're going against a rookie quarterback, to bring a little bit more pressure? I don't know if they're going to bring a, uh, more pressure. They believe in their front, okay? They believe mm -hmm. in Garrett, Jackson, McDowell, Clowney, Billings coming off the bench, Tock McKinley coming off the bench, that rotation there. They, 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 Joe Woods is a believer in guys having the ability to do their job. So I don't expect that Joe Woods is going to die all of a sudden, to your point, I don't think all of a sudden he's just going to dial up all these blitzes and pressures that we've not seen from his defense. I think they're going to remain true to what they do but part of what Woods has explained with why they've not gotten the pressure is that guys just aren't doing what they're supposed to do. The, the attention to detail, staying in their gaps in their lanes the way they're supposed to, worrying about what the guy next to them is doing, things like that. He, he said this week, they just have to do their job. They're 1-11th out there. And if they do that, I think he believes that they're going to get the sufficient pressure that he needs. Now, that's not to say, you know, we saw last week uh, Grant Delpit, who made his uh, NFL debut for the Browns. He, he was out all last year as a rookie because he ruptured his Achilles. He shot out of a cannon and had a strip sack in the fourth quarter uh, against the Texans. Yeah, you'll see some of that, but not as not as regularly because, again, those are special plays that he dials up. It's just not part of the overall defense. You know, Darrell, I, I know that immediately when you got a rookie quarterback, everybody wants – we're going to think about running the ball, and David Montgomery is a really good running back, so it leaves me uh, between the matchup between the inside of the Bears offensive line, Sam Mustafer, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair uh, versus Malik Jackson, Malik McDowell. You mentioned Andrew Billings, but also – 
the Browns have a few injuries at linebacker. Who do you expect to see uh, at, at those positions today, and how do you expect that to affect their defense? Yeah, Sione Takitaki is not going to be available today. Uh, he is out. Uh, Malcolm Smith is their veteran in the middle, playing the mic position. Mac Wilson, who's been with the team for a couple of years, uh, they need him certainly to step up. I think that one player we're going to see a little bit more of than we have because they've been bringing him along gradually is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, their second-round pick out of Notre Dame. They traded up to get him. They really felt like they got a second second-round pick. Of course, they used their first-round pick uh, uh, on Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. But they really feel like that Owusu-Koromoa is basically a second first-round pick for them. They've been bringing him along. Woods has talked about how he didn't want to put too much on his plate too soon. But him, another name you'll see on the field quite a bit, Elijah Lee uh, as well. So those two guys will be called upon to really try and fill that void vacated by Sione Takitaki, uh, who, uh, again, will not play today. Daryl, thanks a ton. Daryl Ryder, 92.3, the fan in Cleveland. I'm guessing you picked the Browns. Seems like that's the popular pick. I got Browns by a touchdown, but I went 31-24. I think that Justin Fields is going to have himself a very solid debut, and you guys will be happy with what you see out of him out there in Chicago. Great stuff. That's Daryl Ryder. Thank you, Daryl. We are going to bring in Dan Pompey. Dan Pompey, of course, the, uh, uh, the our football man from The Athletic, also a guy that uh, his name is written Hall of Fame. Olin, he he will one day present you in that room if uh, if everything goes correctly here. Man, now Maybe I got no chance. <laughs> oh, man. That's mean. Don't say that to him. Uh, <laughs> All right, we got Dan Pompey next. Hilarious stuff. Holy Crutes, Patrick Manley. It is uh, the pregame show presented by Bet Rivers, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 